Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Last week, we preached part one of Beware of the Dead Prayer Request File. Some prayers hadn't been answered. Maybe they went to the dead letter file. I believe this is the year for the double. Double spiritually, physically, financially. Double everything you're believing God for. Why not? But are you asking amiss? Maybe the reason why you're not asking correctly. You got to get this sermon in your spirit. And this is part two of Beware of the Dead Prayer Request File. It will bless you. Call a friend. Tell them to watch this. Get a pencil and paper. Take some notes because you need your prayers answered. Yes, you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't have prayed them, right? So let's go into the message and be blessed now. Write this down. Prayer is no substitute for labor. Some people, should, uh, they're praying, but they should be working. Well, I lost a few of you right there. Prayer is no substitute for labor. It's the benediction, the blessing, the effort of human endeavor. If you want God to do some things, it's usually mixed up with work. You got to do something in life. Prayer is no substitute for labor. Like one man said, I'm going in the ministry. I said, the only reason you're going because you're lazy. You don't want to work. I said, son, if you're going full-time, man, you ain't never seen work like you're going to do now. No, I man, you guys, all you do is preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, with y'all got it made. This guy was a complete idiot. You understand what I'm saying? Prayer is no substitute for labor. It's the benediction. It's the blessing. It's the effort of human endeavor. Or in other words, wherever there's prayer, there's work. You get together and work with that prayer and produce it. You understand what I'm saying? How many times when hurricanes would come, you know, we locked this place up. We put uh, all kinds of different things, the shutters and all that. How many times have you seen me come? Now, I don't have to do that. I got people that can do that, right? I have whole maintenance people. I got all that kind of stuff. But I'm out there just like anybody else. And I'm praying that that hurricane go away. I don't want nothing. But you know what? I got to have as much labor as anybody else. Yeah, but you're the CEO. So what? And how many times we've knocked out everything and we call somebody else and say, do y'all need some help to, uh, to board up your house or board your windows up? Well, you know, we just believe in that kind of stuff. I don't know if Ron remembered this, but you went living way, way back, uh, somewhere down off a river road way back there. And we came and board your house. Remember that, Ron? Ron couldn't get over there. Wow, my God, they're coming to help me board up the house. And they white. Maybe they don't know I'm black. We didn't know he was black. We just saw him as Ron Fortune, still do. We don't know what color you are. In fact, you never need to mention it because as far as we're concerned, it don't exist. It don't exist. You are, you are, you are creation of God Almighty, the human race, and you ought to be proud of it. You should be proud of it. But we went over there because I don't think Ron knew how to do some of that stuff. He had one particular window that was kind of hard to do. It was like a kitchen window. We had to get something in there. I see, I remember those things. But what we went over there did it. Why? Well, number one, we love him and Pia. They're blessings of the Lord. We've been knowing them for many, many years. And number two, they needed some help. And you know, God blessed us for that. He honored that, see? So let me say it again. Prayer is no substitute for labor. It's the benediction, the blessing, the effort of human endeavor. And you know, sometimes it takes human endeavor to pray. What? Have you ever prayed for somebody you don't like? That takes a lot of human endeavor. Because your, your, your un, unrenewed mind says, oh, Jesus, just hurt him once, twice. You can heal him later, but just let him feel the pain, Jesus. No, you can't do that. The Bible says you got to love your enemies. How do you do that? 
I tell people this. I say, he didn't say he'd make him your friend. The Bible said when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Didn't say he was going to be your friend. See, sometimes you misunderstand that. You try to make that person your friend, and they're going to give you trouble. But they can be at peace with you. There's some people in the parish, I stay away from them. They don't like me, but they're at peace with me. Why they don't like me? This, the house, the jet. But I promise you, if I called them today and said, well, can I take you to Dallas with me? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Prayer is no substitute for labor. It's the benediction, the blessing, the effort of human endeavor. So, so you got to beware of the dead letter prayer file. See what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Now, number three, when prayer is prayed to be seen of men. Pharisees, Sadducees did that. Zealots did that too. If your faith fails, your prayer perishes. Write that down. If your faith fails, your prayer perishes. The Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall what? Reap. If we what? Faith not. See, when your faith fails, your prayer perishes. It just, it don't even get to God. I've seen people, I never forget one time, I very seldom go to hospitals and pray for people because I'm not a pastor, I'm traveling all the time. That's pastoral duties to do that. But I decided I would go pray for this particular person you know, uh, it, I felt led of the Lord to do it. You know, I just wanted to go. So, Randy, I decided to go, you know. So I just, and, I, and I'm not good at hospital because they don't smell right. They got all them smells. I don't know what they all made up of, but smells, man, Lord, Jesus. And most people kind of sad in hospital, you know. And I'm not a sad person. So I come walking down there, and this whole bunch of people that had just come out the church were walking out the man's room. And I, as I was walking, I could hear him praying strong. Oh, Lord, heal him, Lord. Heal him, Lord. Heal him. In the name of Jesus. I mean, they were praying pretty loud. You could hear through the door. The door was closed. So I was about for me to Kathy where I am right now. And, finally, and then the door started opening up. And, I, and they went, oh, Brother Jesse, we are so glad you came. I said, uh, I, was about ready, I was about ready to say, it no use to. I wasted my time. Y'all sure prayed in faith. Y'all, y'all praying good. They said, this is, these are the words. Because my God, if God don't do something, he's going to die. Their faith failed. Their prayer perished right there. They ain't even got out the room. They already said, he's going to die. The man did die. All that praying was for nothing. When I got in there, he was so depressed, it was unreal. And they were shouting, but they weren't lifting him up. You see what I'm saying? They had that look on their face. I never forget one of my board, of, board members of Justice the Plans Ministry went home to be with the Lord. And, we believe, and everybody was believing for him to get better and all that kind of stuff. The doctor was mad. So I come walking. They said, he said, uh, she said, it was a lady. She said, oh, you, uh, uh, you know this man real well? I said, Yes. He's on, one, he's on the board of directors of my ministry. She said, would you, let, would you help me let him die? I said, what did you say? Would you help me let him die? They actually believe he's going to live. He can't live. 
I said, well, that's what you say. I said, and I guess by you taking care of him, I wish it had been somebody else because you certainly hadn't helped nothing. You just want to go on to the next patient. So let me help you. Go on to the next patient. Now watch this. Watch this. She said, he will not recognize you. It's cancer. He will not recognize you. He's in a coma. Now, see this red tie? I had a beautiful red tie on, but it had a little design in it. So I walked up to his bed, and he's like this. I said, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. He opens his eyes, he looks at me, he goes, nice tie. <laughs> nice tie. I took it off. I said, it's yours. Uh, it was amazing. I walked back out, and the lady's looking at me, and I said, didn't you go to the other patient? The lady, you need to get away from here. You're so full of doubt and unbelief. You can't even believe in the medicines that you're giving him to help him. He don't need you. I'll never forget that long as I live. She said, he recognized you. I said, yes. Whose report shall you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Oh, I like that. If your faith fails, your prayer perishes. Write this down. Very few people pray intelligently. Our ignorance often betrays us into error. Very few people pray intelligently. Here's an un this, is a, this is a very dumb prayer with no intelligence at all. Lord, if it be your will. Where'd you learn that from? Church. You don't know what the will of God is? Is it the will of God for you to be saved? Yes. How you know? Yeah, the word says, right? Right. You mean you don't know the will of God? If you want to know the will of God, all of you right now watching all over the world, as well as in this building, is, Genesis, uh, is the first two chapters in the book of, of Genesis and the last two chapters in the book of Revelation. That's four chapters. Between them four chapters is 1186, nine, 1186 chapters of killing, stealing, destroying by an arch enemy called Satan. Between them four chapters. But ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is coming back. Oh, is he coming back? And we're going back to Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2, and the last two chapters in the book of Revelation, and man's going to walk in the cool of the day with the Lord. That's the will of God for mankind. Go read those four. First two chapters in the book of Genesis, and the last two chapters in the book of Revelation. That's what God wants for man and still does today. Is it the will of God for you to be healed? Yes! It's not the will of God for you to be sick. He said, if, is there any sick among you? Uh, is, is there? Well, if there is, call the elders of the church. Well, we can't find them. Pray the prayer of what? Faith. And the prayer of faith will what? Lift them up. Isn't that amazing? My God. Very few people pray intelligently. Our ignorance often betrays us into error. So a lot of times we're praying and we're praying in error and God can't answer that. That's praying amiss. How many times you said, oh God, give me some money. What's it for? I don't know. You should know what you're praying for and what it's to be used for yeah. in every area of your life, spiritually, physically, or financially. 
See, so a lot of these prayers go to what I call the prayer dead file. See, it's a dead file. But, and a lot of people don't believe in giving much, but there's enough posts. It, the po- there's not enough posters on the envelope to make it to the, to, to the office. Because the Bible puts something in there called the law of sowing and reaping. God put that in there. That's just the way he does it. He did it across the board. Come to giving and come to the human race. Comes to everything. Sow, reap. Sow, reap. Reap, sow, sow, reap. Everything. That's how you got here. What created the human race was sowing and reaping. The reason you're here today, your mother and father sowed some seed. They did. They really did. And you are the product of that sowing. Say what you want, that's a fact. And thank God that you were a product of that sowing. They got a good harvest. At least I think they did. Do you see what I'm saying? So, when you understand, when you, when very few people pray intelligently, our ignorance often betrays us into error. Let me, let, let me go a little bit deeper into that. When I built this, this, this place, this, some people call it an edifice. Uh, David Sostrand used to call it the campus. I'll never forget that. I wanted to build it debt-free. And the reason why I knew I could build it debt-free, because God said it. In the book of Romans, he said, oh, no man, anything but they love you. Did you have all the money to pay for all this? No. I only had maybe 8%. Nobody knew that. They didn't need to know. But when I prayed, I looked at the scripture and said, count the cost before you build it. I counted the cost. I studied it. I meditated on it. I asked for the wisdom of God on what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. I asked God what people would do such certain things. Who do we hire to do this? In every area of it, there's a story on everything in this place. We built it debt-free and under budget. The architect said we couldn't do it. Our contractor said, well, it'll be a miracle. Well, I believe in a miracle working God. That wasn't hard for me. And the reason why I wasn't disturbed by it, I didn't uh, have doubt, because I knew I couldn't do it, so <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I knew I couldn't. But I knew I could do all things through Christ. So I put the through Christ t-shirt on and I stared at that. And we built it debt free, under budget. People couldn't get over that. People came from afar when we did our dedication to come and see this great sight. What did you do? I prayed intelligently without any error in it. There was a lot of things I wanted to do that I found out during the process of building this place that would not have worked because I'm not a contractor. There's some things you can't do and some things you can do, you see. And when you understand that, then I went before the Lord and he, he gave me specific instructions. Number one, watch over my money. I said, yes, sir. He said, there's an accounting coming. Number two, take out the middleman. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll I'll, I'll go straight to the source, to to the factory. He said, no, I'm not talking about you or a person that's a middleman. I'm talking about take you out. If anybody asks you what you're building, tell them you are not building anything, nothing. I am. I don't know how many times that the devil wanted me to break that statement. Boy, Reverend, you're really building something nice. I ain't building nothing. What? I ain't building a thing. Nothing. God's building this. Oh, yeah, I know that. No, you don't, because you 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 said I was building it. You don't know that. I ain't building I, can, I build a dog house, the dog gonna get wet. The dog won't even go in the house if I build it. 
I ain't building nothing. God's doing it, giving him glory. Oh, it was amazing. And you know, I mean, it could have been very simple. Say, thank you for saying that. You're really building something. Ah, you got to be, you got to be watching the devil. The devil can be slick. And he always does it with a little pride on it. See, you see what I'm saying? Hmm. So very few people pray intelligent. That's, that's praying amiss. Our ignorance often betrays us into error. Write this down. When you pray to be seen, your prayer would be fatal if they were answered. Oh, that's good. Remember the first part. When prayer is prayed to be seen of men, that's praying amiss. When, when you pray to be seen, your prayer would be fatal to you if they were answered. Because it would cause your pride to be lifted. And what goes before pride? Ah, it would be fatal when you pray to be seen. So people can say, look, you see how I pray. Or how many times people run all over? Because if that guy prays for you, you're going to get healed. Uh -huh. Your faith is not in God. Your faith is not in the word. Yes, you can honor the gift that's in that person. But your faith is in that man or that woman. And you shouldn't be doing that. Now go get, if they may have a healing mission and a healing anointing, that's not the issue. But the faith to be healed is not in the person. It is in God Almighty. And be careful, this man has a gift or this woman has a gift if they don't begin to put themselves into it. I remember they used to cast out devils all the time. I don't know. Boy, I remember when I first started preaching. But some of these preachers want to know who the devil was, want to know their names. What's your name, devil? What street you live on in hell? <laughs> Crazy. I thought, well, what do you want to know what his name for? Well, you know, Jesus said, what's your name? See, they're trying to, but Jesus is not saying that. He said, we are legion, for we are many. He wouldn't tell you to go at, why, why do you want to know the devil's name anyway? Now, the devil should know your name. He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? He should know your name. i never forget one time I was casting a devil out. This was a big old bad devil. And it was at the Thibodeau Convention Center in Thibodeau, Louisiana. 4,000 people there. And all of a sudden, this guy just, I mean, he was on the floor, threw all the guys that were holding him down, threw them off. And he went like this, I will kill you, Jesse. I went, you know my name. <laughs> he went, uh-oh. Boy, I mean, I grabbed that sucker. We were rolling on the floor. I was so excited. He know my name. And I was using the name of Jesus. And that boy got delivered. Completely free. And you know, when demons are manifesting, you can't get too much help from Christians. Because they get scared. They go, oh, Lord Jesus. It was funny. That old boy got delivered. Boy, that's a true story, ladies and gentlemen. It sounds funny, but that's the power of prayer. But you know what? If you're praying for someone and your faith fails, there's no power in it. Faith without works is dead. That prayer perishes. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're praying for people, and especially something that seems impossible, like stage four cancer, you know what I say? Ah, stage four cancer, you got a name. And everything that name bows at the name of Jesus. I don't ask you, I command and demand by using the power of attorney of the name of Jesus, you get your hand off that man or that woman's body. Sickness has got to go. 
Now, you got to believe this no matter what anybody tells you, anything. This word will work, but you got to get aggressive. The Bible said the, uh, the body, take it by force. You got to just slap the devil when it's time to him. It's time for him to get slapped. Listen, all about praying, all you got to do about praying is the will of God. The will of God is when you pray. Do you know God's will for your life and, and situation? Do you know? Most people don't know the will of God. Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter 2, the last two chapters in the book of Revelation. That's the will of God for mankind. Between them four chapters is 1,186 chapters. Killing, stealing, destroying by an arch enemy called Satan. But Jesus is coming back. We're going to Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. And man's going to walk in the cool of the day with the Lord forever and ever. Now that's praying right. You hear what I'm saying? Do you think you've been praying in error? Think about that for a minute. I believe God has given you great revelation on this today. This sermon will help you. He wants to give you what's on your heart. What's on your heart? Is your heart the same thing as God's heart? Father, touch the people. Open their minds to hear this revelation. It's time for them to receive what they've been praying for, and not frustration and things of that nature. I decree and declare it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let me tell you something. Answered prayers are wonderful, but there is a dead letter prayer file when people pray amiss. And you know when you're praying amiss, most people know it. But see, let me tell you something. When you're praying for healing, that's not praying for amiss. Jesus took your infirmity, bore your sickness, and by his stripes you were healed. Yeah, but I am sick. I'm not dealing with your am sick. I'm dealing with your were healed. I'm trying to get you to the answer. I'm starting to preach here. Kathy, do these glorious moments and bless God, bless me, bless the people. They're called glorious moments. Watch this now. Thank you for watching Glorious Moments. Today I want to share two testimonies from partners that have experienced amazing increase on the seeds that they have sown into JDM. This first one is from Minnesota. It says, I started looking back over the course of when I started sowing seed and the harvest I have received. I came across some amazing information about my seed and its increase. I started sowing seed in April of 2019. In one year's time, my seed giving doubled. And from 2020 to 2021, my harvest and my seed growth sowing tripled, plus some. I had never looked at those numbers before until recently. That is absolutely amazing, and I am almost debt-free. The harvest has been just as plentiful as the increase of seed giving. God is so good. Yes, God is so good. And the second testimony is from Texas. It says, my husband and I are monthly partners with JDM. We have been believing that the spirit of increase is upon us because of our partnership with Brother Jesse and the spirit of increase that is upon him. We committed to the Lord that we would give more than we have ever given to the kingdom of God. We are so excited to tell you that just in the short time that we have been partners, the Lord has provided and we are able to pay off some debts and therefore we're able to double our monthly gift. Praise the Lord. We believe we receive and we are well on our way to giving more this year than we have ever given. We are humbled and honored to serve such a mighty God and to be partners with such a great ministry. We love you and pray for you. You know, Jesse and I love our partners and we pray daily for them to be blessed beyond measure for helping us to go do the work of reaching people and changing lives. So thank you so much, partners, for being so faithful and so generous. We appreciate everything you do to help us bring the gospel to the world. Together, we are reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I offered this last week. It's a new DVD called The Challenge of the Open Door. There are open doors that you need to walk through that God wants you to walk through. I believe this is the age of the open door. I encourage you to get this because so many people don't know where they're going. If you don't know where you're going, you're not going to know when you get there. You need to get this. Go to our website at jdm.org for all the ordering information. It's called The Challenge of the Open Door. It will, it will change you. And there's probably a door right in front of you. You can't see it. And Satan said, if we can keep them blind, they won't be able to get this thing. This will help you walk through that door and you'll be blessed by it. Partners, thank you once again. You know, we talk about our partners every week on this broadcast because without you, we could not do what we do. Why? Because we're together. So if two of you agree on earth is touching anything. Partners, I can't thank you enough for all you've done, doing, and going to do. I say it all the time and I'm very proud of it. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus Christ where he's... 46 years of preaching this gospel. I started with brown hair. Can you believe that? Praise God. Never had a financial deficit. Why? You, me, God. Here's my famous statement. I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. See, and trust produces things. And I want to tell you something. For every dollar given to this ministry, we believe in God for a soul into the kingdom. Great projects going on. My God, I mean, I said, Lord, is there anyone that's not expensive? Believe in God for a $20 million partner. $20 million donor, it's coming, baby. Five million. Why? It takes those to do these things. Why? Well, I don't know why. It just does. Those things cost money to preach the gospel all over the world. But that's all right. You help me. And I do it too. I give just like you do. We don't ask you to do something me and Kathy don't do. We're partners too. We're also offering a wonderful message for your June partnership entitled, Never Fight an Enemy That's Already Defeated. Why would you fight a devil that's already defeated? That's just ridiculous. You need to get this thing. You know, so many people in the body of Christ are fighting the devil in their lives. Why? Why don't you walk on him instead of fighting? We don't have to. Jesus gave us victory. We don't have to fight him to get on our feet. I believe this message will truly empower you to get a copy for yourself or for someone. You go to jdm.org and you'll be blessed. Once again, partners, I can't thank you enough for what you do. Oh, man, we're going to do so many things together. Thank you for being so courteous and crying. Till next week, we'll see you. Bye-bye. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. So what's next, ladies and gentlemen? So much more. You got to keep your vision moving. You got to keep your faith growing. Don't compromise and don't settle. You're just getting started. Jesse Duplantis' 2022 Visionary Conference, July 14th and 15th at JDM International Headquarters, 1973 Armand Boulevard in Destrehan, Louisiana. Admission is free. Go to JDM.org and register today. Because God wants to take your vision to a new level. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. You can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I Never Learned to Doubt, now available at JDM.org. So you have to formulate this vision with this Word of God, and it begins to create. 
Because you see, if you do not have a vision, I said this last night, you're going to die physically. He said, my people perish. There's lack of a vision. That's serious business.